this single season turnaround in NBA history is complete. Banner number 17 soon to be raised to the Raptors. This is the Celtics pregame show with Patrick Gilroy and Jeff Hickman on ESPN New Hampshire. All right, you heard it. Celtics pregame show here on ESPN New Hampshire. Only thing is, I'm not Patrick Gilroy. I'm not Jeff Fickman. This is Jared Scally here uh, taking you up till 7 o'clock for a tip-off where we are going to have Celtics taking on the Pacers here on ESPN New Hampshire. Taking you up to Sean Grandy and Cedric Maxwell. Tip uh, 4-4 and your Boston Celtics after the win last night. 4-5 and five are the Indiana Pacers after their loss last night. And if you don't know who they lost to, it's kind of disappointing on their end. Uh, they lost to the Philadelphia 76ers. They Gave them their first loss of the year. And it's kind of disappointing to see as, you know, it's the Sixers aren't a good team. So we don't really know why the Pacers lost. They did what they did. Uh, Paul George is not 100% healthy. Um, So it's one of those things where we're going to have to see. Paul George uh, is a game-time decision uh, tonight with an ankle. So we'll see where that goes. Leaning towards him playing. Uh, Big news for the Celtics tonight. Uh, Noel Horford. Um, So we'll kind of see how that progresses. Um, but a lot going on, a lot going on, of course, of course, you're listening to us here on ESPN Radio Celtics pregame show, uh, tune in app, ESPNNHradio.com or 912.50 AM, uh, a lot going on, a lot being able to happen tonight, uh, good win for the Celtics last night though, um, despite them playing poorly, I think, I think it, it speaks volumes for this team that they come out. I know Patrick and I talked about it last night here on the pregame show. We didn't really expect them to win. They haven't been playing well enough to really for us to give them uh, our good gracious and our success here. Um, so I think it's a good win last night. Uh, notable players who stepped in. Um, we all know that I'm a big Marcus Smart supporter. I think everyone who listens to me knows. Um, so I, I think that you look at that and you're able to really understand kind of why I'm happy with him. The way he played last night, that's why I like him. Um, Brad Stevens made some changes. Marcus Smart in, um, Jalen Brown out, Kelly Olenek in, Tyler Zeller. Thank the heavens, Tyler Zeller out. Um, so I think that um, it's able to understand why that did well. Um, and it's something where I think you look at those, you look how they did. Uh, Marcus Smart, 12 points, 10 assists, double-double on the night, 6 rebounds. Um, Kelly Olenek, 19.7 rebounds and 3 assists. Um, I, Isaiah Thomas came in with, with of course, uh, 29 points as well, who's been averaging a crazy amount of points um, for what he's been able to do. Um, so, overall, good win for the Celtics. I think the changes that were made... Um, really were able to kind of shine through here um, as we kind of head into this game against the Pacers. And I want to bring in now my co-host from afar for the evening, Nicholas Gelso of CLNS Radio. What's going on, Nick? Jared, yeah, co-host from afar, like 300 miles away, man. It's nothing. We're good. You're here. It happens. I can Uh, hear you. Yeah, that's good. I want people to hear me. That's the point (laughs) of radio, right? Um, Yeah, man. Big win for the team last night, though, Nick. Um, obviously not doing well 
Um, overall, obviously, we sat here and crapped on them, whether it be here, the postgame show on CLNS. We're not a fans of the way they were playing, and there's no excuse for the way they were playing. Uh, Patrick and I talked about it last night, too. Not a lot of grit. That, that was my excuse for it, Nick. It was not a lot of grit, not a lot of um, playing the way they played last year. This team isn't a team that you can come in and play 75% and expect to win. Um, they don't have that kind of talent. It's just not there. Um, this team needs to play 110% every night to have a chance to win. Um, and if they if they show up 75% against even the bad teams, something could happen. Case in point, the Pacers last night lost to the 76ers. So um, Celtics don't have that kind of talent, but last night, Nick, was an effort win for sure. Sure was. Uh, it was definitely, I think, a statement win. And talking about lack of uh, intensity, Jared, like so goes Dick Crowder, so goes the emotional spirit of the team, it seems like, right? But oh, yeah. the good news is... Uh, uh, with the Mavericks coming to town after tonight's game, the Mavericks come to town Wednesday. Golden State's going to be tough, but as we're going into next week, the Celtics will be getting back Kelly Olynyk and uh, or Kelly Olynyk is back. We'll be getting back Al Horford and hopefully Jay Crowder. I just hope they don't rush Jay back. Yeah, there there were reports of Al Horford playing tonight. Uh, he was taking pregame warm-ups and shooting before really? the game, but he is not playing tonight. Um, Brad right. Stevens already reported him out, so he's not playing. Um, the interesting one, though, is Jay Crowder, because we obviously know he's not playing. He didn't make the trip, um, but I think you, you kind of nailed it, and we talked about this last night, too, Nick. Don't rush him back. What's the point? Um, you have a guy who has an ankle history before, um, is an emotional leader of your team. Yes, you used to play for the Dallas Mavericks. You want to play in that game. I get it. Yeah, Golden State took Kevin Durant from you. I get it. You want to play in that game. Um, but overall, um, you, you want to make sure you are healthy long-term for this team because if Jay Crowder is not healthy long-term, then you might be screwed because he's a big part of what you're doing and there's big expectations for him um, as the, a key point of this team. Jared, it, the Celtics are in it for the long game, right? Um, I'd hope so. Everybody, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Last season, Celtics pulled together a 48-win season after going 7-7 seven and seven to start, uh, and that was with their, their full team. They were just struggling, trying to get that front line in order. Uh, this season, you know, rolling into it, getting, getting uh, key injuries early. Let's get them out of the way. Let's not rush back guys like Jay Crowder who have uh, injury-prone feet, and uh, let's let him rest. And like you said, it, it just it's not down the stretch right now where we're fighting for the Celtics are fighting for playoff seating. These are pretty much uh, grudge matches or emotional uh, games versus especially versus Golden State. As far as the Mavs go, people keep mentioning that as as Jay's previous team. Does anybody remember that he really played for the Mavericks? No one knew who he was till he got here. Exactly. <laughs> so what does it matter, Jay? Stay on the bench, you know, uh, get healthy and get get some strength in those feet. If he could come back and play limited minutes versus Golden State, fine. If not, no big deal. Uh, but it, the good news is the Celtics are going uh, into the end of this month and getting healthier, and that's the key. you got guys like Marcus Smart who are now coming out and playing. He had a great game against New York. Olenek's two games back now. He looked much better versus New York than he did uh, versus Washington. And let's just keep getting the guys healthy and getting some rhythm. Let Coach Stevens get the rotations in order. No rush, Jay. Take it easy, man. We need him <laughs> down the stretch. No, I, I completely agree, and I, I think you're right. No one knew who he was before he came here. You know, like 
it's one of those things where it's a personal grudge to want to play against Dallas, um, and Brad Stevens has to be right to kind of step in there um, and, to, and, and take him off that time and not even give him an opportunity to play. Um, Golden State, even if he's 75%, screw it. Not even worth it. I want this guy 100%. I don't want him to go down in a couple weeks with another ankle injury with that same ankle. So I would say hold him out. Um, overall, though, Nick, I know we touched on this last night here and on the post game as well. What do you think of um, of Brad Stevens' performance so far this year? Um, because it's, it's, it's a debatable topic, and I think for the first time, now with expectations, there's a reason for us to question what's going on. Yeah, I think we were on the postgame show together there on ESPN New Hampshire and on CLNS Radio. We were talking, um, or I at least said, come on, Brad, you know, show your inner Gene Hackman. Go some Hoosiers on these guys. <laughs> you know, get up and throw a chair. Do some Bobby Knight moves. But you know what? It's not his personality. And we as, as media and, and the fans of this team – you want to see him get emotional because we're getting emotional. Yep. Uh, but the truth is we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. I can't judge Brad Stevens' performance after, um, you know, what, 10 games. But I can judge his performance the previous several seasons, which has been exceptional. So I think Brad knows what he's doing. Let's think about it logically here. You know, cooler heads prevail. This team has – they have no idea what their personality is going to take shape as because they've not been able to play – with even nearly a healthy roster. How many games has Al Horford played this season? Four? Three? Yeah, not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot, right? So I think give Brad a chance and uh, give these guys a chance to, you know, get into a groove, get some chemistry together. The one glaring deficiency is obviously, as we know, rebounding. The defense will take care of itself. I think Horford, everybody's talking about Crowder coming back, and that's definitely going to make a huge impact. But as big of an impact is, is going to be Al Horford because there's nobody on that front line right now talking on defense. Um, there's nobody talking. And, and Al Horford talks on defense. It's certainly going to help the D altogether. Uh, the rebounding, Danny Ainge has to address that issue. Brad Stevens isn't a magician. He's not going to suddenly, you know, uh, have Bill Russell materialize out on the basketball court. would be nice. 20 rebounds. Can we do that? And what was that? I said, can we do that? That'd be nice. Can we do that, please? please. <laughs> uh, no, I, we can't. And furthermore, my concern, and you're going to kind of fall off your studio stool there when I tell you this. <laughs> I was talking to Larry H. Russell previous to, to coming on the air. My concern is actually the offense. Everybody's bragging the Celtics offense up and down. Look at who they've played against so far this season the 26th defensive team in the league. If you listen to the Celtics newsfeed on CLNS Radio mobile app, every single pregame, whoever is doing the pregame show, whether it's Larry or one of the other beat guys, they always give the defensive rating of the opposing team. We have not played a good defensive team. So, yes, the Celtics have come out looking amazingly good on offense, and that's great. But be prepared when they go up against the juggernaut on defense they may look really ugly because they've still had those stretches of offensive droughts, even while playing well on offense against poor defensive teams. Okay, Nick. Then you look at these numbers, say, from even just the other night against the Knicks. Obviously, we know, not a great defensive team. Um, right. Marcus Smart, my guy. 12 points. Your guy. 12 points. Probably inflated. Um, but look at Kelly Olenek. 19.7 rebounds. Not too many games back now for Kelly Olynyk. Obviously, I, I I'm sure you like the move of taking Tyler Zeller out of the starting lineup. Um, I think he hit Jalen Brown the same thing. I just think they needed to be out, and he went with experience. So I don't think there's any argument there. Um, but other offensive numbers in this game inflated based off of who they're playing tonight. No, in the Knicks, the, the Knicks, Knicks, the Knicks game. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think every game 
so far, the Celtics have, I mean, listen, it's been a combination of good offense and poor defense. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I worry about when the Celtics start going up, that the scouting reports are out. They start going up against really good defensive teams. See how they react then. And, my God, they better be playing defense themselves. How, how do you go from last in the league, from first in the league or third or fourth in the league in defense to last in the league in defense? And from one of the last in the league in offense to first in the league in offense, there's huh. something not right here. No, we're the, playing right. Yeah, no, there isn't. Um, and I look at the defensive side of things for this team. Um, I am concerned because I just don't think the efforts there. I think they're um, this team isn't performing well once they finally have expectations. Um, I Obviously, the last couple of years, they've either played poorly with that year they ended up getting Marcus Smart because of, or last year where they just weren't supposed to be good and they, they exceeded everyone's expectations and then we enjoyed a really fun season. Um, this year, first year under Brad Stevens that you have expectations, and I think people are forgetting that. People are taking that obscenely lightly. This year is the first year that Brad Stevens is supposed to do something. He's supposed to get out of the first round and beat the Atlanta Hawks and not lose. Wait a in second, the fr- Jared. Brad Stevens, we're putting a lot of pressure on him, and I'm, I'm a doc guy. I think you know that I'm a doc. Oh, yeah. guy, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be Brad's defense attorney here. But uh, expectations, we had no expectations of the Celtics in his second season, and he got them to the playoffs. We had a little, slightly higher expectations of the Celtics uh, in last season, and he got them to 48 wins. So I think they've overexceeded or overplayed expectations. This year, I agree. The expectations have completely mounted. They're high. They may be a bit overblown. But right now, we're not seeing our team on the basketball court. We don't, you know, you're just, the key guys are not there. No, I know. Isaiah Thomas has to average 25 points a game for the Celtics to even be competitive, and they haven't looked competitive in three of their five losses. No, they're, they're, they're struggling right now, um, and obviously, I think Al Horford and Jay Crowder are a big part of that. Um, but you're right; you know they have to um, get their team back. But at the same time, you kind of make my point in the sense of this is the first year that he has had any expectations on him, um, and now I'm intrigued to see what he does. I think finally changing that starting lineup is the right direction for Brad Stevens. I think putting Marcus Smart in there, putting Kelly Olynyk, getting some solidarity for people who have been in his system before to really kind of bunker down. And Jalen Brown didn't look terrible against the Knicks. You know, um, Tyler Zeller played well, but it, it speaks volumes that you had Tyler Zeller in there at the end of the game with all those scrubs, with all Jordan Mickeys and those yeah. likely. You know, he was playing with Joe Green with like a minute left in the game. So you know that Tyler Zeller is right now is on the bottom of the totem pole, which is rightfully so. He's terrible. Um, think, Jared, think about last season. It was Tyler Zeller and David Lee, the starting front court to begin the season. And I think by the end of November, both were at the end of the bench. At least Zeller was. Lee was gone. <laughs> and Lee was gone for the most part. So, And they still won 48 games. I'm optimistic. I think there's some, some glaring deficiencies, rebounding being one. I think this team is not going to look the same come playoff time, Danny Ainge is going to pull the trigger on something has at the to. trade deadline because he has to, Jared, doesn't he? He has to. Oh, yeah. If, if, and then you talk, we talk about expectations, Nick. If, if Brad Stevens has some, so does Danny Ainge. You know, um, yeah. Patrick and I have talked this a lot about this, whether we're here or on CLNS together. Um, this is the, that time where now he has everything in line and he has, now he can't mess it up. This is the time where he needs to cash in what he can and fix and fill the holes of this team and, and get his team together. Um, 
I think worst case scenario, you're building through the draft here, and that's not what he wants. Uh, these Brooklyn picks might not be as popular as people are thinking, and I know you're you believe that as well. You don't, yeah, you don't, I'm with you. You don't think the Nets are that bad. Well, I mean they're bad, they're but they're not like bottom of the league bad. Um, they're not bottom three. They're not. They're not the worst team in the league. Yeah, and if they're not the worst team in the league, that pick doesn't have value. I mm-hmm. think so. Um, they're in that road now where they need to pump up volume with those picks before they lose their value completely. This is that right time for Danny Ainge to strike. So we have expectations. Yeah, we're going to give him to the trade deadline because that's usually when it happens. But he has expectations as well, and that's something to really kind of consider here as you watch this team. Al Horford's going to fill some deficiencies, obviously. Um, Jay Crowder's a defensive maniac because he's so tough and he kind of builds that team up. He has that flow going. But you still don't have a guy who can rebound you, like we talked about the other night too. Jared Sullingers is the guy that did some rebounding for you, and he's no longer here. He's also hurt in Toronto, but right. he was the guy who used his big rear end to move people out of the way and get the basketball for you. So He was the only guy that boxed out. Exactly. And, and he's still the only guy that boxes out because nobody's boxing out. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> you know, it's, it's really it's bad. And now you're talking about missing Jared Sullinger. You're missing Evan Turner. You know, now the little things creep in with this team because of the, the way they've started. Yes, injuries are an excuse. And a lot of green teamers are going to come out and say, oh, well, they're hurt. They'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Well, the longer they're hurt and the longer you're really understanding how important those two are to this team. And now you're really seeing the depth that we claim we have as a team might not be there as much as we thought. Well, and what's also kind of ironic is every, you know, air quote blockbuster trade Danny Ainge had the ability to pull the trigger on uh, draft night seemed to include uh, Jay Crowder. Yep. And now you look at Jay Crowder out of the game, out of the, you know, off the court with injury, how much of an impact he has on on this team. Uh, I think, you know, undoubtedly, Jay Crowder, he's the the intangible. Uh, key player for the Celtics. He's the intangible MVP. Yeah, Isaiah's there, but I don't think Isaiah is uh, indispensable. I think Danny Ainge would dish Isaiah if he if if the right move came his way. Uh, Jay Crowder is not. I don't. I don't think he's going anywhere. No, because if he was going somewhere, he'd already be gone. Because he'd be gone. he was a key part in why they said no to Jimmy Butler. He right. was a key part in all those major deals that popped up that never happened. So if Jay Crowder was going to be traded. If they didn't want him, he would be gone. And that it speaks gone. volumes that he's not, right? I mean, it has to. I agree. Yeah. Uh, you're listening to the Celtics pregame show here on ESPN New Hampshire, taking you up till 7 o'clock. Uh, of course, you're listening on the TuneIn app, ESPNNHradio.com, uh, at 91250 AM if you're in within arm's reach of this wonderful station uh, in downtown Nashville, New Hampshire. Um, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Uh, Nick, on the other side, I want to talk about uh, something that I think you might enjoy because I'm going to bring up Paul Pierce. Um, and I oh, hinted man. at this the other that. night, and I know you're going to love me bringing up Paul Pierce. Uh, we're going to do that next. This is Celtics pregame here on ESPN New Hampshire. You're listening to Manchester's home of the Boston Celtics. It's ESPN New Hampshire. Hey, Chelsea, guess what? I found out my friend at school is going to be moving into a new house. Oh, really? That's cool. Where is she moving to? They don't know yet. They're still looking. Do you think they'll ever be able to find a house? Oh, sure. Especially if they go to see Daddy at Pinnacle Mortgage. Right, Isabel? That's right, Chelsea. They'll get low rates, great service, and many options to choose from. You see, Pinnacle Mortgage offers FHA, VA, USDA, conventional, and New Hampshire Housing First-Time Buyers programs. Right, Owen? That's right. So, Maddie, you should 
should tell your friend's parents to go see Dad and the staff at Pinnacle Mortgage. Pinnacle Mortgage. Call 603-518-7900. Pinnacle Mortgage. 65 Market Street, Manchester. And online at PinnacleMTGCorp.com. Pinnacle Mortgage. NMLS number 132-3739. Licensed by the New Hampshire Banking Department. Connecticut Mortgage Broker License number MB 132-3739. Main Loan Broker License number 132-3739. Kurt Stranson. NMLS number 22202. Equal housing opportunity. PinnacleMTGCorp.com. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. We just bought a fixer-upper, and I don't know where to begin. So I went to see Paul at our neighborhood Ace. I told Nate we have everything he needs to help him repair their home, from a wide selection of paint colors, craftsman tools, and the best lawn and garden brands. Ace is a place with exactly what you need, starting with help. Ace Hardware now is a brand-new store in Nashua on Pearl Street downtown. That's right, a brand-new Ace Hardware store in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua Ace Hardware is a division of Nashua Wallpaper. Heads or tails, kick or receive, with the wind or against the wind, buy your friend a Bud Light, buy a stranger a Bud Light, go to your team's bar, go to the opposing team's bar, buy around during the next truck commercial, buy around during the next talking duck commercial. If you're truly up for whatever this weekend, grab the perfect beer for whatever happens. Crisp, refreshing Bud Light. Make two plans and let the NFL coin toss make the call. Enjoy responsibly. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Hi, I'm Liz. Welcome to Lowell Jewelry and Loan. The economy is pretty rough right now, and if you're looking for a short-term loan, banks aren't making it any easier. Sometimes it can take up to 60 days to get approved. That's crazy! We truly are in the business to lend money and put cash in your hands instantly. Bring in any item and we'll give you cash. We also give you four months before making your first payment. Call or come see us today. Our reputation is impeccable. Lowell Jewelry and Loan on Merrimack Street. Imagine this. Your 14-year-old daughter and her best friends are maybe getting ready to go out. They're maybe upstairs in her bedroom with music playing. They're laughing, maybe trying on clothes, putting on too much makeup, and maybe taking sips of vodka straight out of the bottle, which they might tuck into someone's purse to take to a party. Imagine your kid doing that. It may be hard to imagine, but it is happening. New Hampshire has a big alcohol abuse problem. In fact, New Hampshire ranks second in the nation for binge drinking among 12 to 20-year-olds. Second, you can check the stats at checkthestatsnh.org. As parents, we want to protect our kids, but we have to start now before it's too late. Learn how you can make a difference in your child's life at checkthestatsnh.org and help the Partnership for a Drug-Free New Hampshire start the conversation today. Do you really floss after you brush? If you don't, you're not alone. I'm Risa Jill Miller. According to a new Harris poll for the American Academy of Periodontology, or AAP, over a quarter of U.S. adults lie to their dentists about how often they floss. And flossing is important, especially in Los Angeles, where locals say a smile is the first thing they notice in someone they're attracted to, versus folks in Chicago or Houston. Dr. Joan Otomo-Cordial, AAP president in L.A. The AAP recommends flossing at least once a day, brushing your teeth and below the gums twice twice a day, and receiving a comprehensive periodontal evaluation to prevent periodontal disease, which can cause tooth loss and increase your risk for other diseases. The survey also shows that a third of Americans would rather wash dirty dishes or sit in traffic than floss. How can we take action? The good news is, with timely and proper care, gum disease is treatable and often reversible. A periodontist has the training and expertise to help determine the right treatment. So love the gums you're with and log on to perio.org for a periodontist near you. 
You're never too old, too wacky, too wild to pick up a book and read with a child. This is Scott McGilvray, president of the National Education Association, New Hampshire. Reading to your child now can spark a lifetime of reading and learning. Students who read and are read too do better in school and in life. Every child can learn to read, and reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn. A message from NEA New Hampshire. Want some new digs? Check out our new apparel that's ready for you on our website, ESPNNHradio.com. All right, Celtics pregame show, ESPN New Hampshire. Myself, Nick Gelso, owner, founder, the man, the myth, the legend himself as well of CLNS Radio, uh, joining me here. Uh, we're going to be doing the postgame show too, Nick, which is very exciting. Um, yeah, man. We'll be doing it on CLNS Radio. You can hear it right here on ESPN New Hampshire. So continuity today, if anything else. Continuity. Hear, continuity. Yeah, it's, like a, that. it's a great thing. Um, <laughs> I, I hinted to you that I was going to bring up Paul Pierce for you before we went to yeah. break. Um, and I think you're happy because I'm going to keep, I'm going to stick to that promise. Um, Avery Bradley has now averaging in this, this very, very young season, 19 points a game about there. Right. And we've seen him have to put a, a lot of, of struggles on his offensive game. He has to put a lot of pressure on his offensive game, um, which has slid defensively, you know, defensive, um, defensively, his responsibilities have not been there. You know, the team hasn't, but we haven't seen the Avery Bradley that we know. Does that sound familiar, Nick? Sounds familiar, right? Uh, Sounds familiar. Paul Pierce, back in the day, same situation. Paul Pierce used to be the leading scorer of this team, um, responsible for putting this team on his back, all those clutch wins you know, against Al Harrington, against the Pacers, that famous call. We, we know what Paul Pierce did here. Um, yep. But as we, we saw it, too, when KG got here, when Ray Allen got here, the pressure came off, right? Opened up the floor, right. the offense came easier, and all of a sudden, defensively, he was ready to go. And that's a big reason why you won that championship and had a good era there with those big with the big three you were able to kind of let Pierce do his thing play defense and kind of guard some of the better players in the league more effectively than he was when he had to kind of have the offense on his back I think the same thing's happening here with Avery Bradley his defensive ability Nick has not been great he hasn't been the same guy but he's averaging the most points he has per game in this, in this young season so far and you're seeing it Isaiah Thomas is obviously the leading scorer on this team but Avery Bradley's taking a lot of shots and he's taking a lot of jump shots which can't help the legs too much Nick and you need his, he needs his legs to play defense the way he can yeah I mean it's 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 not an easy thing to to play on both ends of the court and you see I think uh Nick Sacento from CLNS brings it up often he'll say uh You'll see Avery Bradley come out and play really good in the first half offensively, and then as the game goes forward uh, into the second half and third and fourth quarter, he kind of struggles a bit more offensively, and that's because of how much effort he has to put in defensively. And uh, this season, I, I think the fact that he's had to score so much has definitely hurt his defensive game. But let's not make a mistake, make no mistake here, uh, Avery Bradley worked on his offensive game enormously in the off season and it shows he worked on his body he put on a little weight he looks a little stronger he's definitely much more confident once the troops come back and Avery isn't so, the offensive game isn't putting such a drag on him we'll see the defensive prowess come back quickly 
I, th- I look you look at Avery Bradley the way he's playing now, and um, look, I, I'm not mad about the offense by any means, and right. I think and I think well, we that need it. yeah, we definitely need it. So I'm not mad about it, but I think it is a big reason why the Celtics are either getting blown out by back to back games or um, in, uh, having defensive struggles. It's just the fact that he can't do what he does, and that trickles down because Avery Bradley is so responsible for on ball defense, and if you don't have a good on ball presence right when the guard comes over the half court mark then the rest of your defense struggles because then you have to help him behind there and they're set to do that but you don't have guys right now and Patrick made a great point last night here on the pregame show was you don't have Al Horford right now and he does what KG used to do you know that's right he is a floor general out there for the defense he puts people in the right spot he'll drag people to the right spot if he has to to make sure you're in the right spot and doing the right things defensively you don't have that right now so if Avery Bradley can't play up to par for what we're used to seeing defensively Al Horford's not there to put somebody in the right place you have Tyler Zeller Kelly Olenek Amir Johnson back there primarily responsible for putting the defense in the right place and that we all know how that goes well and I think to your point or to Patrick's point my point earlier the perimeter defense is going to improve when Al Horford comes back, because he's going to be talking on defense. Yep. And right now, nobody's talking, and he'll be calling out picks. He'll be calling out switches. And that makes a, a big, big difference uh, on for the perimeter defense, let alone, you know, the fact that we're going, the Celtics will have another big body uh, in the paint that, you know, even at, at seven, if, he, if, if Al Horford can come back and give the Celtics seven to eight rebounds a game, I'm more than happy. Um, I think the whole, if we all are, right? Right, it's better than Tyler Zeller's three or four. <laughs> True. Yeah, I, I look at um, Al Horford, and I think anything he can do at this point is going to be a help to what they have right now. Um, and like I said earlier, I applaud finally Brad Stevens making a move in the starting lineup. Um, I, I liked what the, what I saw last night from Kelly Olynyk, despite me not being a fan of the guy. He did well, <laughs> you know, Nick. He he did well. I can't. I couldn't be mad about him last night. I I, I, I tried to. Patrick tried to get Why him out of post. I don't know. It? It's something about him. He's just it the hair. It maybe. Maybe you should cut it. Um, <laughs> but then I think the rest of the city will get mad. So I don't think that's yeah, gonna won't. that's gonna work. Um, look, I don't know what it is about Kelly Olynyk that I don't like. Um, Patrick tried to pry it out of me last night to find. I couldn't talk negative about him last night, which is crazy because I'm I'm usually that guy to do that. But um, look, like I said, 19.7 rebounds from Kelly Olynyk last night. Can't complain. Um, but then again, I, I can't find a way to talk negative about Marcus Smart, and other people can. So um, I, I think that that one washes out. But Well, i got to tell you, I'm usually one of those guys, and I can't say anything about Marcus really the last two games. Versus the Wizards, that third quarter, uh, he was the only guy playing. Tenacity. And, 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 and it, I think you're starting to see glimpses of all that work he did on his outside shot because even the shots he's missing – aren't quite as bad misses as no. they were last season. And he's not hesitating either. Like the, the, no, he's not hesitating Last night, he hit one like from a good amount behind the three-point arc. Like He just yeah. th- he picked up on the fast break and just drained it. It was about three or four feet behind the arc, um, and he didn't hesitate, and he drained it. As much as I'm happy that the Celtics got the win for the Celtics, I'm that much happier that the Celtics got a win for the fans because I think it was starting to – you know how Boston fans are, Jerry. Oh, one of them. It was starting yeah. to get – my Twitter handle was blowing up. You know, the mailbag at CLNS Radio going off. You know, what is it with this team? Will they make the playoffs? Come on. We're, four, we're eight games in, dude. Like, chill, chill. But, yeah, I think the fan base needed it just as much as the team needed a win. The Denver game was so, so concerning. But the Wizards game was really, really concerning because the team just looked so diffused. I expected the Celtics to come out 
and and open up a 20-point lead in the first half versus the Wizards in that game. I mean, I, I think I was t- I just told Larry or somebody – uh, that game, I I literally flipped over to CNN for a good twenty minutes. <laughs> I couldn't take it anymore. I, I, That's I pretty bad because we know what's going on in the country right now. Exactly. <laughs> I actually watched Riot, and I was on the post game show that night. I was like, I just can't do it because I, I knew I'd go on the show extremely uh, negative and sound like one of those guys in, or girls that are emailing me and tweeting me. Oh, right you'd, sound like me. you'd sound like me. You sound like me. Exactly. Everybody's jumping ledges in Boston all the time. We're always jumping the ledge. It's not hard to do because we expect to win. And so we, we, we get mad when we don't. Like, imagine if, okay, let's switch sports for a second. Imagine if the Patriots played like crap. Like, if they just lay oh, an egg tomorrow, oh. night, tomorrow night against the Seahawks, how bad are we all going to jump off the Tobin Bridge? For real. I mean, and now the Patriots lost one game this season, right? Yep, we're 7-1. Could be, yeah, it would be a complete, complete cliff jumping tomorrow if the Patriots blew it against Seattle. And that's how Boston fans are, and that's why you're seeing this reaction here in the city, Nick, and in the area and across the country, because there are Celtics fans everywhere. I mean, you're in, you're in Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah. So, so we're everywhere. Um, yeah, but I have to say, PA fans are, are, are quite different than New England fans. I mean, they're, they're crazy. Like, you, you go to the old Spectrum and watch the Sixers and Celtics play, it was mayhem, because uh, they're nutty fans. They're, they're vulgar. But uh, Boston fans are just so, you know, they're either high, 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 or at the bottom of the mountain. Yeah, you know, and they could swing in in one quarter. Yeah, no, Boston fans are we're we're kind of clinically insane. Um, I, I like to pride myself <laughs> on being somewhat objective to not be like the typical pink hat green team or whatever sport we're talking about at the time. Um, I'm, I'm t- I try to not be that person, um, but when it comes to basketball, I end up being that person because it's my number one sport. So um, yeah, it's, it's so funny because you know I'll, I'll I'm an early riser, so I'll get up at you really are. You get up at like three a.m., dude. And I'll be sending you guys emails. I'm like, how, why is he up? <laughs> yeah, either you guys are, are all like, he either stays up really late or he's crazy and he gets up really early. For some reason, my my internal alarm clock goes off at like four thirty in the morning. Uh. But anyway, the first thing you do is you know I'll check Twitter and it's like forty notifications, if especially if the Celtics lose from the night before, and it's you know. You can't get to all of them all the time, nope. and I start getting annoyed with it, but don't stop tweeting me because then I'll be really worried. I don't think I have no <laughs> friends anymore, but the, the best thing in the world is I'm coming up to Boston this week to cover the Mavs and the Golden State game. Love it. Yep. I can't wait to get around all you New Englanders. Yeah, you're we're, all nuts. We're, I love it. We're nuts. I miss we're, it when I'm not we're there. We're crazy, but then you turn into one of us when you're here, which is always fun. I do. Totally <laughs> I completely do. You completely can become a nut job like the rest of us. Completely. Um, of course, Celtics pregame show here in ESPN, New Hampshire. Uh, Nick Jelso here joining myself. I'm Jared Scally, uh, filling in for Gilroy and Hickman. Um, one thing I do want to touch on before we go to break here, Nick, we, we've been talking about defense and how it's been struggling, and Avery Bradley's been struggling. Um, Paul George's game-time decision, right? Ankle injury, yeah. he's, he's iffy. If he plays, how do you stop a guy like this? Because obviously we know what he's capable of. We saw it in the Olympics. We, he obviously had that injury, but he's clearly come back from that. Paul George is a fantastic player. He's an all-star. He's an MVP caliber player when he's right. How do you stop a guy like that with a defense defensive system that is struggling right now in the Boston Celtics? Uh, it's just, I mean, they got to play team defense. They've got to talk, and every they got to they they have to play as a team. They have to come together and decide that they're going to play scrappy Celtics defense, which isn't just great on ball defense. But a guy like Ko is a good example. Um, I'm totally diverting your question, but it's on the same topic. Yeah, it's not like a Kelly's politician. A it's example. fine. Not a great on ball defender, right? Not a great one on one defender but he's an excellent team defender. Yep. And uh, those loose balls are what would – those 50-50 balls, uh, Doc Rivers would call them, and 
and you and uh, Doc, man, Celt- you, you and Doc Rivers. Oh man, Doc! You know when you when you're covering the locker room and the coach knows your name, you you, you fall in love with the guy. Like, mm-hmm. I can't I can't not love Doc. That's fair. You know he's just he knows everybody's name. He was great. He was a play. He was a media's coach. Pretty good anyway, golfer too. Good golfer. Yep. He was a good ball player too. But anyway, you know those fifty fifty balls. The Celtics, this current Celtics team, not this year's, but this rendition of the Celtics. They're known for getting those for being scrappy and hustling, getting those fifty fifty basketballs, deflecting basketballs, frustrating the hell out of the opposing team. That's what they have to do tonight, Paul George or no Paul George. That's what the Celtics have to get back to doing. Yo, yeah, and and that's kind of been the theme of the last like two weeks. It's why are right. we struggling? Well, it's because you're not really trying. <laughs> you're just kind of showing yeah, no up heart. and hoping the ball ends up in your hands. And Isaiah Thomas has been the first to say it. Um, but he, I mean, granted, we never really rely on his defense anyway. Um, but Avery Bradley needs to step up tonight. Uh, honestly, I'd rather see someone up uh, step up offensively. It's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's still going to have to be him. But I think you're going to see. I think you're going to see Avery Bradley defend Paul George tonight. I don't know why. Um, it, it's it's that. Wow. Or, I don't even know who else is going to do it. Um, it's well, well, it would be Jay Crowder. It's him or Marcus Smart because if they're going to go with right. that same starting lineup, Nick, it's it, you have three guys who are they're, they played obscenely sm- small and it worked against the Knicks. But obviously the Pacers are a little better. They're struggling to find themselves right now. They lost to the Sixers last night, but. Um, well, that's that's the concern going into tonight's game. You know, you're, it's very much like the Wizards. I forget. I think the Wizards had a really bad loss against Detroit. Oh, they were like one and five this year. Yeah, yeah, they had a, a really bad loss against Detroit the night before. Celtics came in, kind of you know moseyed through the first quarter and got their their butts handed to them. And mm-hmm. quite honestly, if they don't have their guard up tonight, if they don't come out swinging. You could find a, a really aggravated and embarrassed Pacers team that's coming out of that Philadelphia loss that opens up a big lead like that. There was not a minute in that Wizards game. Well, Jared, was there a minute where you felt the Celtics could come back? No, I turned it off. <laughs> yeah, he turned it off. I turned post game. Yeah. I'm glad I'm <laughs> <the> game. <laughs> it's pretty bad when we when we watch half of the game and still can talk about it. But um, well, because it was the same story. It was it was the same thing all four quarters. And uh, yeah, I flipped back and forth, and Twitter was always up, so I knew what was going on. And it turns into the same story: defense isn't playing; they're not trying hard. Okay, well, if you show up t- tonight against this Pacers team against the team now, where you're both playing back to backs, not an excuse. You're coming off a good win that you've needed. Now, let's see if the Celtics don't step back a little bit and the Pacers are going to press because the Pacers just lost against one of the worst teams in the league. So now, Paul George, I expect if Paul George plays tonight, he's going to have a monster game um, because you don't really have anyone that's going to defend him consistently. Yeah, you have no one to cover him because really, Nick, your choices are Avery Bradley or Marcus Smart. Right. I go Marcus, to be honest with you. I mean, I typically would go that route, and you know I would, um, but I, I think that you got to give confidence to Avery Bradley defensively. Um, you got to give him a reason to want to. I mean, you always have a reason to be out there, but defensively, you need to give him satisfaction that he is still your best on ball defender. Um, but Jared, I, I don't think they could give up the offense. I think they need to reserve Avery for offense. And I've got to be honest with you, I don't think Avery Bradley is suffering from a lack of confidence on defense. I think he's of the same understanding we are right now that. You know, the Boston Celtics are lacking. They need that offense from him. I know they're playing good offensive basketball right now, but take Avery Bradley's 20 points out of the game and his nine rebounds. Let's not forget, he's leading. I think he's leading the team in rebounding, dude. I mean, how much can the guy do? Yeah, and they are asking a lot for him. They are asking a lot of him, but it's a guy like Avery Bradley where I feel like he's one of those guys where if you put more on him, um, he's not going to back down. 
You know, he's that kind of... going to hurt his shoulder, so he, you got to watch probably, out. Probably, yeah. He does have a bad shoulder. <laughs> um, fine, let's put it on his hip then. Let's use his hip bones to carry the team. Yeah. Uh, screw the fr- screw the shoulders. We'll put it on his hip bone. Um, oh, man. This game tonight intrigues me, Nick, because I think that you have a Pacers team that is still looking to gel. Uh, a lot of people peg them as the second best team right away to the Cleveland Cavaliers, if not the third, um, just because of the additions they made in Jeff Teague, Al Jefferson, Thaddeus Young. You know, Larry Bird did a sneaky good job putting this team together without really people re- people realizing. Yeah, like Larry Legend living up to his name um, yep. off the court as well. Um, so there's yep. there's definitely some some concerns for tonight's game. Uh, should be a really fun game. We're going to step aside. One more break here. Uh, the Celtics pregame show here on ESPN New Hampshire. Uh, Jared Scali here filling in for Hill, uh, Hick and, and Gilroy. Uh, Nick Jell so graciously joining me as well from afar. Um, when we come back, we're going to kind of put a wrap on this show, get you off to Grandy and Max, and kind of talk about a couple matchups that I'm intrigued by tonight. Stay tuned. Celtics pregame show, ESPN New Hampshire. ESPNNHradio.com. This is the most beautiful thing I ever seen. Find the latest schedules, show blogs, podcasts, and all the breaking sports news in our area. From high school to the pros. Awesome. Want some new apparel? Yeah, baby. <laughs> Visit ESPNNHradio.com for shirts, hats, and all things ESPN New Hampshire. Woo! We've got it all here. Just visit our website at ESPNNHradio.com. Which is worse, a trip to the hospital or the fees and bills that come with it? At the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Center, they provide a comfortable and friendly environment while offering high-quality imaging for open MRI and low-dose CAT scans and ultrasounds, all at an affordable price. Their modern technology allows for accurate diagnosis while ensuring complete patient comfort and safety. For more information or to set up an appointment, please call 603-622-3670 or visit bedfordsurgical.com or Imaging. We all have our mountains, the challenges that push us further. At Coors Light, our mountain is brewing the world's most refreshing beer. That's why all of our breweries cold lager to give Coors Light its signature crisp taste. It's why we cold filter to ensure brilliance and clarity. And it's why we package cold to seal in Coors Light's refreshing flavor. Because we believe every climb deserves a refreshing finish. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Great beer, great responsibility. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Sometimes people make assumptions about what someone with a disability can or cannot do. For 15-year-old Katrin, who has cerebral palsy, her disability leaves her unable to speak or move. But Katrin can see and hear. So it's a little awkward when people are standing around her and talking about her. But instead of Katrin and her family brushing others off, they attached a sign to her wheelchair that says, Hi, I'm Katrin. I hear and understand everything you say, but I cannot speak. I can answer questions using yes or no, so please ask me if I need my communication board. Thanks for talking with me. (laughs) By showing people how to communicate with her, Katrin is helping change attitudes and is building relationships. When it comes to connecting with someone who has a disability, it just takes a little communication and a little understanding. Sergeant R.J. Anderson's dream was to take to the skies. I've always wanted to be a soldier, but my ultimate goal was to be a pilot. I think I was meant to to fly. I had just applied to be a part of the 160th SOAR Regiment, and I was going to airborne school that next Monday. So I decided to go on a motorcycle ride with my buddies. We were going through a turn, and that's all I remember. That's the day everything changed. 
I was told by the doctor that I would never walk again. Thanks to Paralyzed Veterans of America, competing in adaptive sports lit my fire again. They help you transition for the rest of your life to that individual that you want to be. Sports like hand cycling really pushes you to, to find who you are in that redefining moment after injury. With PVA Sports, I've, I've found my freedom. Now when I think about my future, the possibilities are endless. For more information, visit pva.org, a public service of Paralyzed Veterans of America. This is your home for the Boston Red Sox. You're listening to ESPN New Hampshire. All right, about 10 minutes left here. Celtics pregame taking you up to uh, Celtics kick playoff. The uh, Indiana Pacers in Indiana. Uh, Pacers coming off a rough, rough win, uh, loss last night, excuse me, against the Sixers. Celtics coming off the win against the Knicks. Uh, again, no Al Horford tonight. Uh, Paul George is a game-time decision. So, Nick, that um, that brings up, obviously, we got about 10 minutes left here until we kick it off to Granny and Max for the, the start of this game. And um, with no Al Horford, with Paul George potentially playing, and Marcus Smart and Kelly Olynyk coming into the starting uh, lineup like they have, and I'm assuming they're going to leave it the way it was. Um, that being said... There's some interesting matchups in this game, um, and the one that intrigues me is um, actually on the bench because Al Jefferson, um, came Good old Al, big old, big old, big Al. I love Big Al. Um, I feel like a lot of people didn't want him to be traded, even though it was for Kevin Garnett. A lot Garnett, of people didn't, which is crazy because uh, it was Kevin Garnett you were getting back. So, uh, like, come on now, be, be real. I, he's, he's, he, and Al Jefferson hasn't had like a phenomenal career either, so it's not, not that, since no, no. So no. Gr- great. Trade. A lot of people didn't want him to be traded. I remember. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, but you got Kevin Garnett, so no, no problems right. there. Um, but Al Jefferson, obviously, I think was a sneaky good ad for this team, but I think that. He's someone that I, I look to have a, a big game tonight in a matchup problem for the Celtics because look at the bench you have right now. You just moved Tyler Zeller to the bench for struggling. You just moved uh, Jalen Brown to the bench for struggling. Al Jefferson really has no one to really cover him. If he comes and has the right mindset against this Celtics team, um, he could have a really, really good game tonight. Yeah, Al Jefferson, old school big man, right? Yep, not many He's left. Like a, not many left. He's one of the few. Unfortunately, I miss I miss the old school big man, but uh, he he's going to give the Celtics fits tonight off the bench, and uh, it is going to be a very a very difficult difficult assignment to whomever Stevens puts on him, especially with with uh, with Stevens having going in now to, to Kelly Olynyk and going small really. So that second unit is going to have to probably fall to, to Tyler Zeller, I would think, or Amir. Tyler Zeller is like a rotating door, though, on defense. He is. Um, and I, and I talked he never on... complains. He's kind of like a rotating doormat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. And I, I talked about this last night, too, uh, with Patrick here. Um, it was a matter of Tyler Zeller just can't play defense, and he looks like a he looks like a bull running through, like people like letting the bull. I, what are those, Matadors? Is that what it's called? Like <laughs> Matadors. Yeah, like, he looks like that with a bull running at him. So, oh, never mind, you can, you can lay it in. Have fun. Um, like, <laughs> like he doesn't play defense, and you watch it again, and I just, I, it's funny because I brought it up, and then like the first time I saw him on the TV screen watching the game, he did it again. He just like, he goes like he wants to play defense, and then he just pulls away, 
and it's like he doesn't even exist. And he, I mean, he's pretty white, so he's pretty translucent. But at the same time, <laughs> like he, he dude needs to get in the sun, Nick. Like really, it's bad. Right, um, <laughs> but I'll leave that one alone from there. Um, <laughs> defensively, he needs to like get in somebody's way. Yeah, he's got a big body, man. Just get your body. Just just plant your body. Get in the way. Uh, he's got to man up. He's got to play big. He's got to play to his size, you know. And with a guy like Al Jefferson, I mean, really, it would be great if we had if the Celtics had Al Horford tonight to get him in foul trouble. You know, I mean, right now Al Jefferson comes in off the bench. He's going to give them fits. There's no question about it. And. I mean, I wish I had. If I had Tyler's always body, I could probably do more with it than he is. Like he just doesn't try. He just doesn't try. <laughs> really, yeah, Ko gets a break tonight. You are on Tyler Zeller. Okay, well, I, I told you, God I can't Zeller. be. I can't be mad about Kelly Olynyk. He played well against the Knicks. Like, don't worry, Nick. Don't worry, Nick. I'll be on him like a hawk. So if he's done anything wrong, <laughs> you'll know about it on the post game show. I will promise you that now. Um, and I, again, I don't know why I hate Kelly Olynyk. I just do. I don't either, man. He's so smart. He's a smart. He he's just so slow, game. and he's just ugh, nothing. Doesn't do anything great, and that's what I want. I want someone to do something great. He just doesn't do anything great. Well, you're gonna have to wait a while because I don't think anybody on this roster. Well, Isaiah does great things. He could turn your head. It's funny because that's the guy that I want out of here. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> which is pretty you know bad. What? He's probably honestly the guy to go. I know we're shifting gears here again as the show's about to wrap up. Yeah, it happens. You know, the Brinks truck, if it were any other year or any other player, I think Boston fans would be all over him for that Brinks truck comment. But the guy is playing on probably one of the worst contracts in the NBA right yeah. now. And do we want to play? Do we, do, does Danny Ainge want to pay, pay a five foot nine, not really even five nine, point guard, uh, big money like that? You know that the, the, the staying power, the shelf life on a point guard his size is just not that long. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised, and Celtics fans will tweet at me and, and scream and yell, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if Isaiah is one of the guys who are gone before the trade deadline. Like, he has to be part of the deal. He's one of your most valuable chips. Um, and if you want to bring a guy, big guy in to play with Al Horford, it, it's not going to be Isaiah Thomas. I just don't see it. Um, I think that I don't want to pay him too much. I know we, we had a huge discussion about his bird rights potentially, which could save him from having to pay the luxury tax, which is fine. I get it. Um, but I just don't see Isaiah Thomas being that guy. You, you've seen it in the playoffs. He can't perform um, and lead a team past the Atlanta Hawks in the first round. Um, then, sorry, I, I just think that it, it, it's something else to look at for sure. Um, but that actually leads me to a great point. So, Nick, not a terrible distraction. Good segue. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, you know what you're doing. It's great. Um, so, so Jeff Teague tonight. Um, Great ad for the Pacers. Another applaud. Sure. Another great applaud for Larry Bird. I think that's a huge upgrade over George Hill from last year um, to really help put this team over the edge. Um, and you look at that matchup, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Teague versus Isaiah Thomas. I, I take Jeff Teague in that battle nine times out of ten, right? I'm not crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, you're not crazy. Because <laughs> def- defensively, Jeff, Te- Jeff Teague's a better player. Offensively, it can you can kind of compare them. Um, Isaiah Thomas can, goes off more often, but Jeff Teague's more consistent. Tonight, who do you? It must. It's obviously an intriguing matchup. Who do you think gets the better of that matchup tonight, Nick? Mm, man, that's an intriguing matchup. I mean, I'd probably take Teague as well. Isaiah Teague could get in the paint. He can make plays. I mean, they have more pieces around them right now. Especially if Paul George is in the lineup. Yeah, I'd, ha- I'd kind of have to go with, with Teague on that one. 
Yeah, ah, it, is that blasphemy? No, it's not. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why we're different than Celtics fans. Because we're yeah, not well, you think homers. Objectively, right? Yes, that's what we do this for. Um, but see, you're far from it. Like we talked about, you're in Pennsylvania. I'm in here. I'm in the middle of it. So I have to like really buckle down here. Um, maybe that's why I'm so negative, Nick. Just because I'm in the middle of all of it. Um, look, I-, I think that's going to be a fun matchup to watch. It's probably one of the better ones. Um, obviously, I think Al Jefferson's going to be a good one um, as well. If there's one guy tonight, Nick, and as we're as we're getting ready to kind of get out of here and-, and pass it on to the legendary Sean Grandy and Cedric Maxwell here. Um, if there's one matchup that you're looking at right now to be make or break for this game, is that it, or is there another one that you've had your eyes on as we lead into this tip-off? No, I like the I like the Teague Thomas matchup. Um, I, I'm probably going to go there. Uh, I also I think Big Al is going to be a no pun intended, but a big big factor off the bench as well. <laughs> that's fair. So really, I mean that that's 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 the the the, the players I'm looking at right now. Of course, Paul George always, always oh, yeah. up on the Celtics. Always on the top always. of the radar. Yep. Has to and be. he always kills the Celtics for some reason. Yeah, it's something where they need to learn how to defend him. And I think you have to, like you said it too, you have to play team defense, almost take the approach like you did and you always did back in those days against LeBron James and when you were successful. Um, I know your boy Doc was the coach. Um it, yeah, it, it worked well when you played defensively as a team to make sure LeBron did try to do everything, and you and you had guys on him at all times. You rotate, you do that whole thing to to make sure he's uncomfortable at all times, and that's what you have to do with Paul George. And I, I you know, Brad Stevens has the right scheme for that. Um, so we'll have to kind of intriguing to see kind of what um, that goes there. Um, one question I have for you, Nick, and I, we're running out of time, but I do I actually forgot to bring it up um, with with Brad Stevens. Um, when when is the time to really start getting on this guy? You're, you're hearing murmurs of it, you know, like he's been around for a few years now, hasn't won that playoff series, uh, but we've kind of given him the, the you know credit for where it's due just because of what he's done with the team with not a lot of talent. And you even said it earlier, Nick, it's just he, they've haven't really they've exceeded expectations. You know, I brought up the point, right. you, that sort of thing. When is it yeah. a good time to really kind of we can draw that line and go? Okay, now we got to finally start criticizing this guy. Yeah, you're the, the team's got to get healthy first. Yeah. Uh, you got to see a good string with with that lineup and and really with their with their their star players there and intact and healthy. Um, if by the midway point of this season um, the Celtics are still struggling mightily like they are now, and it does seem like players are starting to shut him off, then I think fans will really start getting on him. But right now, I mean, after three seasons, Brad Stevens' name is mentioned with Popovich. I mean, come on, he's almost he's already. Boston royalty. Oh, we're building a statue for the guy already. Yet. Like, what you say? We're, we're building a statue outside with him next I mean, to Bobby Orr's statue. Right. Like, it's right, and, and and the Celtics haven't really won anything yet, so nope. uh, the pressure's on, you know. And and but I don't think it's fully on until the team is healthy. You got to give the guy a fair, fair chance here. I mean, this team right now, this, and everybody's gunning for the Celtics this year, which is a lot different from years past. All right, Nick, before uh, we let you go and we can get out of here for uh, for the game and enjoy this game, that should be a great one. What do you expect tonight? What's going to happen? Uh, geez, I'd like to see the Celtics pull it out. I think it's going to be it's going to be tight. It's going to go down the stretch, and I think the Celtics will win the game. And I think we're going to have a great post-game show following, and you're not going to be able to pick on Kelly Olenek at all <laughs> because he's going to play. He's going to finally get his legs back and start hitting some perimeter jumpers, spread the court, and uh, the Celtics will come out with a short victory, and uh, we'll catch you right after the game right here on ESPN New Hampshire again. Right? Yeah, yeah, that'll be nice. It'll be the two of us um, and Nick Sacento as well joining us uh, running behind the glass for us here at CLNS Radio. Uh, Nick, appreciate you joining me. Um, we'll touch base after the game, of course. 
Sounds good. Thanks. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you after the game. All right, that is uh, Nick Jussel. Appreciate him joining us here um, for the pregame show. Just want to wrap it up here. As we kick it off, Cedric Maxwell, Sean Granny coming up next with the call. Uh, this has been the Celtics pregame show. Uh, Celtics Pacers coming up next. Like Nick said, don't forget, after the game, turn it right back here, ESPN New Hampshire. Or, of course, you can join us on the on the webs as well with Sionis Radio. We're going to be right here postgame myself. Nick Jelso and Nick Sacento will be uh, hosting that one, hopefully after a Celtics win. Uh, like Nick said, hopefully I don't be I won't be criticizing the uh, – the Kelly Olynyk man after this game. Uh, big game coming up. No Al Horford. Uh, hopefully no problem here as the Celtics take the Pacers next here on ESPN New Hampshire. Uh, the call, Sean Grandy, Cedric Maxwell uh, coming our way. This has been Celtics pregame show, ESPN New Hampshire.